At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit CityCast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens. The busy and exciting week continues here on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Just a day away from my birthday and a couple days away from my skedaddle out to Vegas for a little Pearl Jam action, EDC Vegas, Preakness, PGA Championship. Oh boy, what a weekend I had and, and what a week we've got going on with the second round of the NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, the conference finals getting started in earnest uh, and just a lot of excitement around the sports calendar. And as we've talked about, not that there's not going to be things to to bet on and talk about and fascinating stories with the Detroit Lions and, of course, the Pistons. We're going to get to the uh, the bad news about the draft lottery in Detroit in a second, but the good news, I think, that comes out of that as well. And I'll, I'll explain that in just a moment here. Um, but things are going to slow down with just mainly baseball and golf being around. And of course the USFL, but for the next, you know, month plus, it's going to be really exciting. Pretty much every day, a Stanley cup playoff game an NBA, uh, you know, Easter conference finals or NBA finals game. That's going to go on for a few weeks and there's a lot of money to be made. And then of course we get into that kind of slower time where it's just mainly baseball on the day to day. And then some obviously special events here and there when it comes to golf and tennis, the majors, of course, the French open and Roland Garros, which gets going later uh, this week into the next couple of weeks. And we're going to have it covered for you top to bottom. We're going to get into the Pistons in just a minute here. And what happened with them in the draft lottery, they did not go back to back overall. Number one, they did have, uh, the best chance, along with a few other teams, to at 14% to get the overall one. It did not happen. 
Uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. And of course, we're going to give the full PGA Championship preview action on the show today. I've got several selections for you. I've got some other things that I've really been looking into and some strategies for you when it comes to the PGA Championship at Southern Hills, which Phil Mickelson will not be around to defend. And boy, this Phil Mickelson stuff seems to be getting worse. Greg Norman looks like a total greedy you-know-what. Jack Nicholas came out and said he was offered $100 million by the Saudi tour. Uh, What a mess that's going on with that stuff right now. Let's take a trip to the Motown betting window, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers and the Tigers, after that nice win in game number one, I told you I liked the Rays uh, and the Rays minus a, 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 a run and a half yesterday. And guess what? They got the job done and won that game easily against the Tigers. And now you've got game three of this series, uh, the rubber match, if you will. And right now at Bet Rivers, when you look at the, the line, uh, I just think that... You know, it's tough to lay the kind of money that the you know the Rays are favored by. Right now at Bet Rivers, it's minus 195, Tigers plus 160. The run line minus one and a half plus 125 uh, for the Rays. Tigers plus that run and a half minus 157. Total six and a half uh, over minus 117, under minus 103. But when you look at the pitching matchup, you've got Rodriguez, who's not been bad, but one and two with a 3.72 ERA, and then you got Rasmussen, who's been really, really good. Three and one, two six seven ERA. To me, you know, once again, you're, I'm not going to tell you to wager on every baseball game. That'd be silly, you know. That unfortunately, some people do that, and you can pick your spots and bet on baseball every day. There's certain days you might want to not pull the trigger on any games. But you, if you're a Tigers fan living here in Detroit, you don't just want to bet on or bet against the Tigers every day. That's not a good strategy. But the value to me is once again on the run line, like we talked about yesterday, taking the Rays minus the one and a half plus 125. I think Rodriguez can get five or six decent innings, but I think in the end, the Rays are going to score too many runs, even with the Tigers' solid bullpen. It's a small play for me, a half-unit type play. Uh, I do like the Rays minus the one and a half plus 125. Let's take a look at uh, game number one. Obviously, the, the Miami Heat after... Uh, Al Horford and uh, Marcus Smart being deemed out, uh, you know, for game number one. Line shifted from one and a half, two to four and a half for the Heat. And the Heat, in the end, after the Celtics played really good for the first half, uh, just kind of ran away with this game. And, you know, we talked about how I liked Boston. You know, not that it was an official play, but I would have leaned on Boston in game number one. That was, of course, before the Smart and Horford news came out. And as you saw on my Twitter, I mean, it told you to stay off of that game. Uh, you know, that was definitely not, it's a real zigzag type thing here. We'll see what their status is for game two. I would definitely love the the Celtics most likely when that line comes out uh, for game number two. I, I'm guessing it's going to be very similar to what the original line was, two, two and a half, uh, because you don't know how long Horford with the, you know, the close contact stuff, uh, the health and safety protocol uh, issues are going to be. But smart, you would think would probably be back in the lineup. So we'll talk much more about that game coming up on the Throwdown Thursday edition on my birthday of the Detroit CityCast. Uh, but game one with the Mavs and the Warriors. Warriors minus 5.5 right now at Bent Rivers, minus 108. The Mavericks plus 5.5, minus 113. Golden State minus 220. Mavericks plus 180 on the money line. And the total, 214.5 over, minus 112 under, uh, minus 109. And, and we, we discussed the 
series pricing yesterday. And right now, when you look at the, the series market on Bet Rivers, it's gone up 15 bucks from yesterday. Warriors were minus 220. Now they're minus 235. Mavs come back plus 188. I told you yesterday there's no value to me to take the Golden State Warriors in the series. I'm not putting money on the Mavericks because while Luka Doncic and that Mavs team has been great, there's not the trust factor against how well the Warriors are playing. The Warriors are just a better team, and the Mavs would have to have such a perfect series and have all their role players, the Brunsons and, and others, just be so uh, you know on their game in every single game in this series. Uh, I don't think there's any value there. I do believe Golden State does win this series in six games. But in game number one, and I, I do want to take a look at the splits right now and what we're seeing as far as the two-way action uh, at Bet Rivers, we'll start with the money line uh, action and the percentage of money. 92% of the overall money is on the, the Warriors' money line to 7% on the Mavericks. As far as the spread is concerned, 20% of the overall money on the Golden State Warriors, minus the 5.5.5. Five we could see some sixes. And then 79% of the percentage of money is on the Dallas Mavericks. 45% of the total money is on the under, and 54% of the total money is on the over. As far as total number of or percentage of tickets go, 63% of the total tickets are on the Golden State Warriors money line, 36% of the total tickets on the Mavs money line, or excuse me, Mavs spread, or excuse me, Mavs money line. I, I'll get it right, I promise. I, I First day talking, right? And then 45% of the total tickets are on the Golden State Warriors spread, 54% of the total tickets are on the Mavs spread and 26% of the total tickets on the under, 73% of the total tickets on the over. And as we talked about a little bit yesterday and getting in, into it a little more today, in game number one, the value to me is on the Dallas Mavericks plus the points. I think that, you know, I'm obviously not going to lay that huge price when it comes to the money line for Golden State. I'm not laying 220 because the Mavs could definitely win this game. And I'm also not, you know, taking the plus 180 on the Mavs to win outright in game number one. Uh, to me, you get the five and a half. Mavericks could lose this game by three to five. You cover the spread. I, I told you I looked at the, you know, total. We discussed this yesterday. And I think that this is a game you actually can go over it. And when you look at the splits, you know, percentage of money right now, 54% of the total money on the over. And then 73% of the total tickets on the over. You're going to probably see this go up before game time. Uh, I got it at, at, you know, I liked the value of it when I got it at 214. And you might see this go to 215. 215 and a half. I would take this anything up to 215. It's a, it's a half unit play. I'm not going to go crazy with it. But I do believe that this, this first game is going to go over. The Warriors score a ton. Uh, and the Mavericks, I believe, can score enough where you're going to see this game in the, you know, maybe the one... 15s to 105, that kind of a game, you know, 112 to 109, and it should be able to go over. So a half unit play there, but a full unit play on the Mavs plus the five and a half. And when it comes to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, you've got a couple games later tonight. Rangers and Hurricanes get things started in Carolina. Hurricanes minus 165 uh, on the money line. Rangers plus 140. Carolina minus one and a half plus 150 on the puck line. And the Rangers plus one and a half minus 182. Uh, the total five and a half over minus 122. And the under is plus 104. And I, I look at this game and I'm going to stay away. It's going to be a feel out game one for me. Maybe use a little zigzag theory for game number two. Let's say the Rangers steal one on the road. Uh, maybe you look at Carolina in game number two. Uh, vice versa. If you, you know, I, I, To me, 
I'd rather have Carolina win game one because I like the Rangers to tie the series up in a potential game two uh, if they're down one nothing. So that's where I'm at with that one. And then the late night game, you know, it's no secret. I have the Calgary Flames winning the Stanley Cup. I had them play Toronto, so I was wrong about that. Uh, but the Ken Calgary Flames minus 165. And by the way, same, uh, you know, money lines as the Rangers Hurricanes plus 140. Same thing that the Rangers are plus the Hurricanes in this one for the Edmonton Oilers. Puck line Calgary minus one and a half plus 148. Edmonton plus one and a half, minus 180, and the total six over, minus 121, and the under plus 102. Another tricky game one. Both of these teams have a great chance of winning in this semifinal game one, but I do believe Calgary's going to win this, this series in six or seven. Uh, so for me, what I'm going to do is I think you're going to see some goals in this game. So I'm going to do a half unit play on a parlay. I'm going to take the Flames, minus 165, the over six, and when you put those two little monsters together and you lay $100, what that does is pays you $180. Uh, 50 would pay 90 So I like the value there with a two-team half-unit parlay. Minus 165 on the Flames and the over six. I, I think we're going to see a 4-3 you know, game, a 5-3 game, uh, you know, 5-2 type game, something like that with the Flames on top. We do have an early line for Panthers and Lightning. How about Tampa Bay winning game number one? In that series, Florida minus 148, and the Lightning in game number two minus 123. I've definitely taken Florida uh, to even that series. I, I'm a big Florida Panthers guy, but boy, Tampa continues to win and impress. And then as far as the PGA Championship goes, we're going to get into my picks coming up, but I just wanted to mention the, the faves here as far as what we're seeing, and uh, there's uh, so many ways to bet it. Uh, group betting, matchup betting, of course, futures betting, but you know, finishing positions, betting without certain players involved in the bet, like no, you know, betting without Scheffler, betting without Rom. Uh, but here's where we're at right now, as far as the odds are at Bet Rivers. Scheffler now the you know the favorite. We've seen him kind of go back and forth with him and Rom. The same odds, eleven to one for Scheffler, twelve to one to Rom for Rom. Rory McIlroy fourteen to one along with Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa and Patrick Cantlay are both eighteen to one along with my man Jordan Spieth at eighteen to one. Then you've got Xander Shoffley, who's moved down to 22 to 1, along with Cam Smith and Eki Matsuyama. Uh, all those uh, golfers, those three are 22 to 1. Shane Lowry, 25 to 1. And that will round out the top 10. But as I mentioned, there are so many things you can bet at Bet Rivers. And I'm going to give you my, as I mentioned, selections coming up in just a bit. But there's matchups, you know, for example, Shoffley versus Matsuyama. Uh, both players are minus 114. Tiger Woods and Spieth. Spieth minus 152. Woods plus 120. Rory Tiger. That's going to be a popular matchup to bet. Uh, that'll be, you know, you know, Rory McIlroy minus 167. Woods plus 130. Rory and Spieth. Rory minus 132. Spieth plus 104. And as I mentioned, there's also the other ways you could bet this thing. You know, there's Group A betting. So, for example, Group A betting at Bet Rivers, you've got Scheffler, Rahm, McIlroy, Thomas, Cantlay. And you look at all those people in, in Group A, you can take who's going to be the best out of all of them. And, of course, all these participants have to start the tournament for all the bets to stand. So, for example, in that pool, Scheffler, Rahm, McElroy, Thomas, Cantlay, Scheffler, Rahm, McElroy, all 3-1, to one. Justin Thomas, plus 350, and Cantlay, plus th- uh, 450. And, of course, if there's a tie, uh, you know, if, if the, out of that group there's a tie, then it would be a no bet. So, you know, you're not going to lose any money on that. And then Group B, for example... It's Spieth, Morikawa, Matsuyama, Shoffley, and Johnson. Group C, Hovland, Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Will Zalatoris. Group D, Kapka, Neiman, Burns, Corey Connors, my man Tony Finau, 
will be part of my pick. So there's all the ways to do that kind of stuff. There's the matchups, as I mentioned. You know, also you can look at guys, you know, to finish in the top 30, top 40, the top nationality, uh, top college. To make the cut, you can bet on uh, either yes to make the cut or no to make the cut. For example, let's say you want to fade Tiger Woods. Right now, Tiger Woods, to make the cut, uh, as I, I'm looking at actually there's tons of lines here, so I want to get down to it. Uh, Tiger Woods, minus 125 to make the cut, minus 110 to miss the cut. So you get some value there if you're going to fade Tiger Woods. You know, an example, some of the better players, some of the top players like Scheffler, he's minus 625 to make the cut, and the no would be plus 350. If you want to fade one of the top guys like Rom or Thomas, they're plus 350 to miss the cut. Uh, McElroy 3-1 to one to miss the cut. Cantley as well. Shoffley plus 280 to miss the cut. Spieth plus 260. So if you think maybe some of the top guys, uh, you know, one or two are not going to make the cut, that's where you can get some value there. So definitely, uh, you know, those are solid plays. You could bet hole-in-one, uh, you know, props. Hole-in-one for the tournament. Yes is minus 110. No is minus 125. Uh, you know, hole-in-one in round one. Hole-in-one in round two. Uh, and then some other tournament props as well. At Bet Rivers, uh, you know, winning margin. After a playoff, it's plus 350. The winning margin by one strokes, plus 225. By two strokes, plus 350. This is a very tough course. So I think it's going to be very close. It definitely could see a playoff. I don't think anyone's going to run away with this. And then also you could bet on to be decided by a playoff. The yes is plus 350. The no is minus 560. To be decided by a three-man playoff. The yes is 12 to 1. The no is minus 10,000. Uh, to be decided by a four-man playoff. The yes is 50 to 1. And then to have a wire-to-wire winner, which would be very, very, very rare in a major, especially one like this, the PGA at Southern Hills, a very tough course with those 15 to 20 hour, hour expected wins for much of the tournament in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A wire to wire winner, the yes is 12 to 1, the no minus 10,000. Uh, also, winner to play in the final first tee grouping in uh, round number four. Uh, you know, the yes minus 225, no plus 163. The best 18 hole round score of the tournament. You can bet on who's going to have that. And you get some great value here. Rom 18 to 1 along with Scheffler. McElroy 20 to 1 along with Thomas. Cantley and Spieth 22 to 1. Hideki uh, and uh, Morikawa. Uh, Matsuyama and Morikawa 25 to 1. So, you know, you look at one of those guys, let's see. And if you go further down the, the list, I mean, let's say you think it's going to be someone like a Harry Higgs or, you know, a Taylor Gooch. 100 to 1. On Taylor Gooch, Maverick McNeely, ninety to one. Uh, Stuart Sick, maybe he has a magical, you know, sixty-two or something in one of the rounds. He's one hundred and fifty to one. So that is definitely how you can make some great hay, get some value, make some good money with all these different options to bet at the PGA Championship at Bet Rivers. So take a look at that. It's under the uh, PGA section on the app and on the website, and we'll continue to talk about. Uh, some live stuff during the tournament, maybe some value bets that I see after the first round uh, on Thursday. We'll get to those, of course, on the fantastic Friday show here on the Detroit CityCast. And as I mentioned, do not forget, French Open is coming up. Starts Sunday and goes for a couple weeks. Djokovic, the favorite, at plus 160. Carlos Alcaraz, 2-1. to one. Not, Rafael Nadal was normally always the favorite, but obviously it's a different kind of uh, time in Nadal's career. Still capable of winning it, but Djokovic and Alcaraz definitely are you know, overall, as far as what they've been able to do in recent times, especially Alcaraz on clay, this could be the year for Carlos Alcaraz. My man Tsitsipas is 8-1 to one as far as the women go. Favorite, Iga Swiatek. She's even money. Uh, of course, former major winner, Simona Halep, former major winner, 7-1. to one. Paula uh, badosa Gebar, who's obviously one of the up-and-coming young women and is great on clay. She's 9-1. to one. Uh, Jabor is 11-1. to one. And some of the value I looked at 
went out to the women's bats. So we're going to have some official plays on this later in the week. Maria Sakari, my favorite Grecian. She is 14-1. I like, I have some uh, cash on her. I have a half unit play on her. And then I also, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Coco Golf's going to win a major one of these years. And very, well, one of these years, probably the next couple of years, I would think. And she's 31-1. to 1. I don't think she is going to win the French as her first major. But Clay is the great equalizer, especially for women. And 31-1, to 1, I, I like the value there. So I, I, put, I put a half you to play on Coco Golf, And I also have a half you to play on uh, Emma Raducanu, the British sensation. She is 25-1 to 1 to win it all at Roland Garros. All right, that's a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Don't forget to always check out all the different contests, and, or contests, excuse me, all the different promos they have. They have contests too, uh, but the bet boost they have for you, the same game parlays, like, you know, they just had the NHL same game parlay offer that just ended yesterday, where if you bet a same game parlay, you got free bets based on if you did it for each round. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, it adds up. And I always tell you, take advantage of this stuff because you never know exactly, uh, you know, when some of these bet boosts can really work out. Like you get a 7-1 to one or a 10-1. to one. Remember, I gave you that uh, all-score touchdown prop, Beckham Jr. and uh, Jamar Chase, and there was two others for the Super Bowl, and we just missed one leg of that. And that was, you know, a, a solid 20-1 to one, uh, to get, you know, 100 wins you $2,000. Those are great things to look at at Bet Rivers. Make sure you're always paying attention to that when you log in to the website and the app and listen here on this fine show, my great friends. All right, coming up, Pistons and the lottery. We'll let you know where they finished and why it's a good news, bad news situation in my PGA Championship picks. I've got a bunch of selections for you. We'll get to that coming up straight ahead as well right here on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit City Cats, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least 25 bucks, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. <laughs> So the Pistons might not have won the draft lottery for the second year in a row. That'd be a lot to ask. They did get fifth. They did have, you know, one of the best chances, along with a few other teams at 14% to get the overall one. But it's a good news, bad news thing. And it's not really bad news. I mean, they didn't, they didn't pull the Cleveland Cavaliers thing in the back-to-back picks. But, you know, it's about looking at the value of picking fifth. And I'm not trying to say I'd rather the Pistons pick fifth than first or second. But there is a chance Chet Holmgren could be a flameout. There is a chance that Bonchero, I mean, I love Paolo, Paolo Bonchero, that maybe he is going to be drafted too high. And, you know, guys further down the trough are going to be more valuable. You, you look at, you know, I love Jabari Smith. That's who I wanted for the Pistons anyway. And, of course, he's going to be gone. He's probably going to go number one, if not number two. But then you look at Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray and some others. And the Pistons might avoid some of the flameouts, some of the busts, which we've seen in the top three or four of the NBA draft many different years, and end up getting a better player at five than they could have at two or three. It's, it's possible. I'm not trying to say there's a great chance of that, but either, either way, whether the players ahead of where the Pistons pick end up having Hall of Fame careers, to have a chance at a Jaden Ivey, who I love out of Purdue, to have a chance at a Keegan Murray, which gives you the ability to maybe not have to re-sign uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Grant be able to you know use the money for other things and, and try to find a way to be smart with that. Also, Shaden Sharp. 
could be the pick there. Uh, he's scheduled, you know, he's kind of looked at, projected to go anywhere between five and eight or nine. AJ Griffin could be a possibility for the Pistons at five. Uh, and maybe Detroit, lo and behold, tries to trade up. It's, it's definitely a possibility. But you look at a player like a Keegan Murray, who's got size, can shoot out of Iowa, cops to Otto Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr., you know, this is a kid that is 6'8", 225, has the size, has the intangibles, and really is a top five type player. So that is someone you could look at for the Pistons at number five, and you might end up getting a you know better value than if you take Chet Holmgren. And Holmgren is, he's such a unique prospect. Holmgren could be unbelievable, but didn't look great in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Gonzaga didn't really do much, uh, and he was part of that. But he's as unique of a prospect as he has as he is. I get concerned that it might not translate to the NBA. And then I mentioned Jaden Ivey is, is possibly going to be there for the Pistons. Uh, a lot of you know Big Ten fans, Michigan, Michigan State fans, very familiar with the six four hundred ninety five point guard, uh, you know from Purdue. You look at some comps for him, Anthony Edwards, who's obviously being you know playing some strong basketball these days. Donovan Mitchell, who could have been a Detroit Pistons, should have been out of my former alma mater, Brewster Academy. And then I mentioned Shaden Sharp, who I know I've liked for a while. The Pistons did not get a top three or four pick. The shooting guard for Kentucky, 6'6", 2'10". He's got the athleticism. You know, he you know maybe not the intangibles as much as a guy like uh, Keegan Murray does, but he's got the size. You know, he's got a good jump shot. He's got a tremendous amount of potential, you know, as being a freshman. And comps to guys like J.R. Smith uh, and some others. So... This could be a, a you know blessing in disguise. You hope it is for the Pistons because, of course, you wanted to pick one, two, or three and have all the options to do what you have in the top three. But to be at five, you might miss out in a good way on some players that might be busts or not nearly as good as the players drafted further down the trough. And that could be an Ivy or a Murray or a Shaden Sharp or a Griffin that is in the Pistons' future and could end up working out better than a, a Holgram or a Bonchero. Uh, I don't think Jamari Smith's going to be a bust at all, but you just never know. So we'll see what the Pistons do, uh, and we'll talk much more about that going forward as well. But they do get number five overall. Magic got the first overall pick, the Thunder the second, Houston the third, Sacramento the fourth, then Detroit there at five, Indiana number six, Portland seven, New Orleans eight, the Spurs nine, and the Washington, I was always going to call them the Bullets, uh, the Wizards at number 10. And it's funny, uh, one of the, the great sites that I like is NBADraft.net. They do a really good job of, you know, looking at different mock drafts and, and analyzing what, you know, different teams could and sh- maybe should do. They've got Ty Ty Washington projected to Washington. So there you go at number 10. Uh, but check out NBADraft.net. It's one of the sites that I really like among some others uh, that I, I do a lot of my, my prep work and research work when it comes to the NBA draft. All right, coming up straight ahead. My PGA Championship selections, we are just hours away now from the, it's not Glory's last shot anymore, but the second major of the year at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Going to be pretty windy, 15 to 20 hour winds. You want to get guys that, you know, Europeans and others that can play good in winds. Uh, and obviously great ball strikers. We'll get to that coming up straight ahead right here on the Detroit City Cast, the Wild Wednesday edition, from, brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 
7117. Well, here we go. My official Squatch selections for the PGA Championship at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Very, very tough course. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how these top-level pros tackle it. Par 70, 7,365 yards. You've got a par 5, uh, just one par 5 on the front, two par 3s. And then on the back, you've got the same, just one par 5 and two par 3s. But the wins are supposed to be anywhere between 15 to 20 miles an hour for much of the tournament. The weather, you know, temperature-wise, should be fine. Not too crazy. It's been very hot before when things have been played at Southern Hills. And, and this is the way I'm going to tackle it. And we discussed this on the show for, you know, many different majors now and many different golf tournaments. Those of you who listen to this show, the Beck Golf, a guy who know that I'm very tuned into golf. I love it. Uh, I've been very successful betting golf. And for the majors, you know, I up my bets a little bit, both money-wise, both the amount, but also how many players I take. Because you, even though some of the odds are a little lower than if you're taking a 50 or 60 or 70 or 101 guy, in just a regular PGA tournament, you, you've got a lot of different guys that can win these, but not, uh, overall, a ton of guys that can win it. And I was listening to, to Craig Scandler over the weekend on PGA Tour Radio after the the tournament was over uh, last week, the, the AT&T in Texas. He's like, yo, I think there's about 70 guys that can win. And then he kind of backtracked, yeah, they made 50. I think there's about 20. And, and yeah, could you have like a Maverick McNeely or a Robert McIntyre, who actually I have a small play on, a, uh, a fifth unit play, if you will, uh, at 200 to 1. Could, could you get a guy like that? Sure. But when you look at the you know the odds right now, and you look at Scheffler as the favorite of Bet Rivers at 11 to 1, Rom 12 to 1, Thomas 14 to 1 along with Rory, Spieth 18 to 1 along with Cantlay and, and Morikawa, and then you got three guys at 22 to 1 around at the top 10, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, who definitely has a great chance of winning this, Xander Shoffley and Cam Smith. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's extremely likely, but it's very likely it's going to be one of those guys. Could it be Hovland, who's 28-1, to 1, further down the trough? Could Will Zell Torres, if, he, if his putter doesn't let him down? One of my favorite players on tour, uh, who was you know, contending in the Masters last year at 35-1. to 1. Could it be someone like that or, or a Neiman at 40-1? to 1? Sure. But you're probably going to see the likelihood of the winner of the, of the PGA be in the top 15 or 20 of these odds and not be some crazy long shot where in other tournaments, when you don't have the kind of fields you have in the PGA Championship, there's a much better chance of that. A lot of times when there's two PGA events, you might have a guy that's 150 to 1 that's got almost as good of a chance as far as the value goes that a guy that 50 to 1 has. So I definitely take more top-heavy players in majors than I will in regular tournaments because for me, it's, it's obviously always about value, but in the majors, it's so tough to play four solid rounds in these kind of fields, the best fields of the year, if you're not one of the top players in the world. Of course, you've had John Daly, and you've had Y.E. Yang, and, and just people out of nowhere contend and win majors, especially the PGA Championship. But it's very unlikely, not gonna, it's, it's unlikely that it won't be someone that is one of the top 15, 20 players in the world just the way that it works. So while I'm going to have some long shots for you, I am definitely going to take some of the favorites, which I normally would not do in a regular PGA tournament. I mean, John Rahm, what was it, a few weeks ago? 4-1. to 4-1 to one to win in Mexico. Yeah, he ended up winning. Zero value. Next week, Rory was the favorite. I think he was like maybe 8-1 to one, uh, at the Wells Fargo. Of course, he didn't win. 
There was no value in that. There is value, and my first pick is in Scotty Scheffler, clearly the best player in the world. He is the favorite, but 11 to 1, let's say this was a regular tournament, uh, and maybe even a weaker field tournament, he might be 3 to 1, 4 to 1. 11 to 1 is not terrible. So I'm not going to you know compare this to like hedging my bet, but the way that Scheffler's been playing for the better part of six to eight months now, what he's been able to do, you know, coming off Augusta, and of course I gave you Scheffler at Augusta, a lot of people did not take him because he was one of the favorites, he wasn't the favorite, but I let you know that uh, Thomas and Ron, the two favorites of the Masters, there had not been a favorite that had won the Masters since 2005 with Tiger Woods. So this is a little different. I I think Scheffler has a great chance of winning and I, I don't hate 11 to 1. It's not, you know... It's not optimal, like a 25 to 1 or a 50 to 1 shot, but I'm definitely going to back up the other bets I make, and I think Scheffler has a great chance to win. So it's a two unit play on Scheffler, and obviously, if Scheffler doesn't win, I'm going to feel really confident that the other you know guys I'm going to give you here have a chance to win. So Scheffler's definitely a play for me. You can't take all the favorites, obviously, but he's a guy in the top four, the only guy in the top four of the odds, at least, uh, you know, for this PGA Championship that I'm going to take. And, and by the way, we've discussed this as well, and you look at some of the better players and you're not going to get the greatest odds, but backing up some of your bets with top 20s and top 10s and top 5s is always something that I'm going to tell you to do. I mean, when I get to some of these guys that are further down the odds trough, those are the guys that I would go for for top 5s and top 10s to hedge your bets because let's say you've got three or four guys, like for the last, what what was it, month, every player I've given you has made the cut. I think we've had one player in five weeks out of, what is that? I think we gave about 20 or 21 away. One player has not made the cut. We've had, gave you Jordan Spieth last week, who of course almost won the tournament. And our guys are doing really well. So let's say you you have three or four guys that are in contention. And, you know, a couple guys in the top five or top 10. A couple guys that are hanging around the top 15, top 20. And they end up, you know, not winning the tournament, but you you make some money and make a profit on a top 10 or a top 5, even sometimes a longer shot in the top 20. That is always a very smart strategy along with your taking as far as outrights go. I know some of you out there, and my good friend Jeff Lesson, uh, just likes taking matchups. And that's fine as well. And there's matchups till you're blue in the face at Bet Rivers. But to me, the best value is taking the outrights and then hedging them and backing them up with some top fives, top tens, and top 20s. So as far as Scheffler is concerned, I'm not taking him for a top five, top 10, top 20, because there's just not enough value there. But Scheffler is definitely a two-unit play for me. Then I'm going to go to my man, Jordan Spieth. 18 to 1 at Bet Rivers. Played great last week. I told you on the show that as I gave him out as a pick, if he won last week, I was not going to take him this week. Because I don't think he's going to win two weeks in a row. The fact that he came so close and he was so dialed in, that three jack on 11 obviously killed him. He missed a great birdie opportunity on 17. It could have gotten him into playoff if he made that putt. I think Jordan Spieth has a great chance with his form the way it is right now to tame Southern Hills, a very tricky course, but it fits Jordan Spieth well. So I've got a full unit play. I might even add on and go, you know, half more unit on Jordan Spieth at 18 to 1. He might bump around up to 20 to 1, might go down to 17 to 1, but anywhere between that range, I am all about. Jordan Spieth. You know I love Cam Smith. You know I love Colin Morikawa, and I love Patrick Cantlay. But I am not taking them this tournament. I think they're gonna, you know, two of the three of those guys, maybe all three, could be in contention come round four. But I'm gonna stay away from those three because I look at Xander Shoffley, who was incredibly hot 
in the final round. He didn't get a backdoor top five. He, you know, you know, backdoor top five, top ten. He he just was playing incredibly and made the cut on the number. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, playing and, and kind of you know leaking into a top five, top ten out of nowhere, but getting yourself ready for the major the next week. And I've discussed this with you as well. This is another important thing. You know, Rory, a couple weeks ago at that uh, Wells Fargo, you know, leading into, or the tournament leading into the Masters when he was one of the favorites, is he playing that to win it? Is he playing that to get his form in, in the right place to get into Augusta? And obviously, Rory McIlroy did, and he had that great final round. It wasn't enough to to, to beat Scheffler because Scheffler just played so well. And that's an important thing you've got to look at and parse away as well. Where, you know, guys, are, are they are they in the kind of form to win? Are they rounding in the kind of form to win? And to me, Xander Shoffley, off that incredible final round last week at the AT&T, is a great play at 22-1. to I also looked at Hideki Matsuyama, who if he didn't get hurt early in the year, you know, was on, on par to win maybe a couple tournaments. And obviously, you, you saw that it showed in the Masters and some other tournaments. I, I love him, but I, I'm just, I'm still not back there with him yet. So I'm going to stay away from him at 22 to 1. I mentioned I love Zalatoris, but to me, Zalatoris's game fits more with the Masters at Augusta and also maybe at the U.S. Open. So I'm not going to take Zalatoris this week, although I do have Zalatoris for a top 10 uh, at Bet Rivers. So I'm going to use that for a little bit of a hedge. I do have Xander Shoffley for a top 5 at Bet Rivers as well. And then we're going to go down the board here a little bit. And Tony Finau's odds, unfortunately, you could have gotten him maybe, you know, during a couple tournaments two weeks ago, uh, during the last two weeks of the tournaments, maybe at 60, 70, 80 to 1. He's down to 50 to 1 at Bet Rivers. I got him at 55 to 1. I think this court suits uh, Tony Finau's game. I mean, listen, this is a guy that sometimes was 20 and 30 to 1 in majors until his kind of form has been not in the greatest of stead over the last year or so, but he is so capable of winning a major. This course fits his game. I have a full unit play on Tony Finau at 50 to $100 would do 5000 And then I love my man, Max Homa, great ball striker. Southern Hills definitely fits his game, can play in the wind. He is 60 to 1. Love Max Homa. I also have top 10 plays uh, at Bet Rivers on Tony Finau and Max Homa as well. Big question on Tiger Woods. Is he worth a flyer at 66 to 1? Absolutely not. I think Tiger Woods, after how heroic he was at Augusta to make the cut and then obviously struggled the final couple of days, he might miss the cut at, at Southern Hills, especially in the wind with the, you know the way that his back could end up being. So I am definitely fading Tiger Woods this week. I'm not taking him to miss the cut, but I think there's a chance he might miss the cut. I'm not touching Tiger Woods at 66 to 1. But then, of course, you need to have some value plays further down the trough. I looked at Sebastian Munoz, who contended till the end of the AT&T last week. And I'm going to do a, a half unit play on Munoz at 90 to 1 right now at Bet Rivers. And then I have a couple other guys for you that I think give you some great, great value at where they're at. And some of the lines, I'm actually very surprised how high they are. Brian Harmon, will it be easy for him to win? No. But Brian Harmon is 150 to 1. We gave him out a couple weeks ago, you know, was in contention till the end. Uh, got it. He was, I think he finished six. He should have been in the top five. Brian Harmon is 150 to 1. So just for example, if you put $25 on Brian Harmon, that would win you $3,750. So I like Brian Harmon for a top 10 as well as a uh, half unit play to win 
the PGA Championship. And then another guy that I think this course suits uh, very well is the Englishman Robert McIntyre. He is 200 to 1 right now at Bet Rivers. And I'm going to do a half unit play on Robert McIntyre. And then, as we discussed, uh, you know, many times on this show, you could bet the tournament throughout at Bet Rivers. Well, you know, after the first round, after the second round, after the third round, live during the tournament. So pay attention to that. Let's say, for example, uh, someone like Jordan Spieth, who's 18 to 1, starts day one. Maybe he's just even par, he's three, four, five off the lead. And his odds go to like 30 or 35 to 1. You definitely take a, a thought of maybe putting some, if you haven't bet him like I told you to before the tournament, you bet him then or you add on from the bet you had earlier. Then you get Jordan Smith at 18, 20 to 1 and 30, you know, 35 to 1. Uh, you know, same type of thing. Let's say you look at one of your guys like Max Homa, who I, I gave you as a play in this tournament. Max Homa, 60 to 1 right now. Let's say he does the same kind of thing. Doesn't have a bad day. One, maybe he's minus one. Leader's at minus four. He's three off the lead, but his odds, you know, go up to 70 to one or stick around at 60 to one. And you know he didn't have a terrible day one where he's like plus three, plus four, plus five. Maybe you want to add on or take Max Homa then. Uh, same thing with a guy like Tony Finau or a McIntyre. You know, let's say McIntyre, you know, uh, is plus one and he's only five off the lead, but his odds go to like 250 to one. That's when you'd want to put a small, you know, half unit, quarter unit play on someone like that. So that's where I'm at with the PGA Championship. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this as we get uh, later in the week and as the tournament starts. But for me, I think out of Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler and Xander Shoffley will be the winner. I think one of those three guys is going to win the PGA Championship. And that's why I feel so strongly about you know, avoiding a Cantlay, avoiding a, a Justin Thomas. I mean, it's not really avoiding. It's just, you know, not believing that this is going to be their week. John Rahm, who's not playing the greatest right now, even though he is one of the best players in the world, Roy McIlroy. That's why I'm staying away from those guys. You can't take them all. And taking Scheffler, taking Spieth, and Shoffley, who are in the top 10 of odds. And then, boy, would I love it to be a Tony Finau. Uh, you know, would I love it to be uh, a Sebastian Munoz, who we, we were taking at 9-1, to one, also with backups at 10, uh, you know, top 10 as well, of course. But this is going to be so much fun, as the majors always are. And stay tuned to my Twitter at DanLeach971, as I'll update stuff throughout the weekend uh, and give you any plays I'm making additionally, maybe some matchup plays as well. Uh, so let's have a lot of fun as I'm out in Vegas for my birthday and enjoying all the great uh, you know, atmosphere in EDC Vegas and Pearl Jam and the pool parties and the late night clubs, but also the PGA Championship and the Preakness as well. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks so much for listening. Please continue to share and rate and subscribe. Let your friends and sisters and cousins and coworkers and former college roommates know all about the Detroit CityCast because all we're going to do here for you is entertain you, give you strategies and ways to make more money and also have some great interviews as well. So appreciate all of you for listening uh, each and every day when I do the show. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, on this wild Wednesday, out.